Sigh of the Storm is brought to you by Revelton Distilling Company. You can visit them in Osceola, Iowa or on the web at www.reveltondistillery.com. We live Bet Fred Sports Book, Brown Dogs Farm, Revelton Distillery. Yes, sir. Hey, Curve, Marcus Pfizer, the real Marcus Pfizer, and then and, and Mr. 216, aka G Trice. You know, I keep adding, change my name. <laughs> Always something. Mr. 216, <laughs> you know, because the game's in Miami, so I'm not Miami. You know, I'm I'm Cleveland to the core. Gotcha. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, Brent trying to change his name. I look, I see his eyes. He tried to check. Yeah, you just ain't got nothing to say. Nah, I'm gonna let it ride. I'm, okay, I'm not gonna yeah. change it today. Right. I'm gonna let you have it, man. All right, for sure, for sure. Hey, we we tried to like I said, we told y'all we're gonna get like every every two weeks. We're gonna try to get with y'all. Uh, and so we wanted to get with y'all this week. And uh, I, on the back of my TV, I got the OU game on. Uh, so I'm watching this OU game, and they were down one against Florida State, but they just came back. Old girl hit a home run and brought Come one on. in. So these, softball, these right? yeah, softball. Yeah. You know, this the the World Series. These girls is is doing their thing right now, man. Oh, and OU, you, man. They going for three P, right? Yeah. You know, Jen, Jen Rungi and a lot of the girls from that uh, group. They all went back for a game when OU was playing at Iowa State, mm-hmm. um, and so they actually went to some of these games and saw them break history. So shouts yeah, out to them, to them, to them ladies um, out there doing that. Um, best of three, you know, use up one, so uh, one out. So, shouts out to them. Um, but we got a, a special guest on here. I'm gonna call him in in a minute. And we got Mr. Mr. Coach, Mr. Coach Mack, Mr. Dan McCarney, the man himself. Uh, he's gonna jump on with us from Florida. Um, you know, but you know, I'm gonna tell you the rundown. So, the rundown is we're gonna talk about the updates from uh, Big Play and Marcus on their kids and how they're going with the scholar with the, the school, looking at the schools and looking at where they're going next. Um, that's going to turn into the EA NCAA football game coming out and the paying them about $500. We're going to talk about that. We ain't going to leave that, that go by. Um, and then we're going to talk to Mr. Mr. Dan Mack for about what, uh, what he got going on. So I'm going to call him in, but yes, sir. Uh, you know, while we calling them in uh big play, I'm going to start with you. Um, see what you're doing. I saw, um, Reggie Hayward's son had on a uh, Alabama. He uh, went to a, a camp at Alabama. Mm. Um, so I see he's getting some looks out there. He got looks at Iowa State, looks at Alabama. Be doing some things. I know you had you and I and that other team we won't name that team out that team out east, which we won't talk about. It's like in Michigan, they saw that team up. <laughs> so during that game, they don't have they don't say none with an M. All the M's is crossed out in the streets in in Columbus, Ohio during that week. You can't say an M. It's that team up north. <laughs> so how how how's everything going with that? Uh, it's cool, man. Uh, he had a camp. This is camp season uh, for us right now. So uh, we were in KU last week, um, mm-hmm. just at Iowa State uh, two nights ago. Um, yep. And then we'll be out east next week. And okay. then uh, okay. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> moving around to Mizzou and K-State and uh, possibly Wisconsin towards the end. So, okay, um, yeah, just tapping in, man, right now. He's just kind of, you know, trying to see if he can perform and going to, you know, go to a couple of schools and let them see him. Move around live and see if we can't get an offer out of the deal. So, all right. So, what 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 is uh, Malachi's uh, nickname? What you big play? What what he got going on? What did, what they call him? Man, 
he's got so right now because you know how high school kids are he's hollywood <laughs> they call him hollywood they call him d1 uh <laughs> i mean i don't know my dream i'm gonna tell you what my dream was i had a plan i was okay. like so when you're young we're gonna call you they'll call you little mac and okay. then you know you get to like middle school they'll call you big mac then high school it's a mac attack so now we can see if we can't get us an nil deal early you know what i'm right. saying you start taking pictures with these big macs Hey, yo, McDonald's, hey, let me get hey, one. Hey. You know That's what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I tried to push it, but I, he ain't really falling for it. So, you know, <laughs> he don't get there. the picture yet. He don't see it. So, Mac D's, if you listening, you know, we got the Mac <laughs> attack. We're going we gonna to post y'all with him eating Big Macs. We're going to order not the app so we get them points, you know, because y'all got the app going on. 20% off. If you spend over $5, I'll have to get my, my son a meal today. So, I know that app very well. Uh, so you know. Oh yeah, I just I just use the same app. I just use the same same deal for for London. <laughs> yeah, she got to get her French fries. Said French fries, and she calls Sprite juice pop, and juice every pop. single day, like she will not <laughs> let it go. So right before, like I came, got on, I told my wife, I said, man, I, I have to go get what she's asking for because she's not gonna stop. Yeah, she's not gonna stop. So I just use that code. <laughs> y'all, you remember uh, Brent? I don't know if they had it when you when you was in school, but uh, the McDonald's up on uh, Welch used to have the uh, Cyclone Fry, which was just a bag of fries. You can go in there and ask for a Cyclone Fry, and it was just a bag of they fries, like a small bag of fries. There was a McDonald's mm -hmm. on Welch. There was, yeah, oh yeah, there was a McDonald's on Welch, man. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yep, McDonald's <laughs> on Welch, man. Uh, that CVS was a bar. Yep, I do remember, remember that. that. So that was yeah, People's, yeah, yeah. and then I think it changed to something else. Um, they had that co-cost there, the Chinese food place we used to eat at on Thursdays after oh, we yeah. came from the wreck. Yep. Um, yeah, but no, there used to be a McDonald's right on Welch, man. Right next to uh, Pizza Pit. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I still got a Pizza Pit now. <laughs> that's what see, I got with there last time I was in that, town. That's that's what we need to get on for the sponsorship. Right uh, that's, there. You know what? That's I'm going to work. I'm gonna work hey, next week when I'm in town, I'm going to Pizza Pit. Pizza Pit, I'm coming for you. We need hey. you as a sponsor. I'm coming to get wings. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting you. You know, give me, throw me some wings out there. I'm going to play this for you. Uh, so, Mark, what's going on with Junior? Well, Junior's, you know, same process. He just finished up high school, so he's officially done. Um, you know, we're, we're waiting to see what's going to happen these next couple of weeks. Um, a lot of these college, these schools are, you know, trying to let this transfer portal close. Okay. I mean, we understand this, you know, what I call it, the the free agency of the NCAA is definitely in full swing right now. So a lot of these schools are waiting, you know, to see what these kids are going to do. That's mm -hmm. already been in school. A lot, of, a lot of coaches that I've spoken to are, are actually trying and hoping that a couple guys even jump in the portal, you know, you know, mm -hmm. but it hasn't happened yet. So once that close up, things are going to ramp up for, you know, a lot of the high school unsigned seniors. You know, it's, it's real tough for, you know, those guys out here, the, the younger, younger guys, because, you know, when you have that portal out there and, and, and guys are able to transfer and they've been in school for a couple of years and, you know, they've not only been proven, but they've been seen. So, you know, they college coaches pretty much know what they can, you know, build upon or what they're going to be getting. So, um Unfortunately, it's pushing you know the unsigned seniors or the high school seniors back a little bit. But uh, we've been we getting a lot of interest. Um, you know, a lot of schools that he's gotten offers from. So right now he's just resting, laying around playing video games. But uh, he's gonna you know get back to training and stuff this week, and uh, we see what happens. 
Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I'm glad they're going through the process and it's going well for them. Uh, I've been seeing all these camps go around. Uh, like I saw Omaha up there at the camp and everything like that uh, at Iowa State. So these kids doing their thing. Um, but while we're doing this, we're going to um, get Coach Mack on. We're going to call him right now, see what he up to. We're going to call him, let it go through. Hold on, it's not working. Hold on, Coach. Hold on, Coach. Let me get this working. It's, it always does this. <clears throat> Coach, can you hear us? All right. Hey, Ship. Let's put a uh, let's put a a post, a post from a uh, Revelton up there while I get this uh, technology working. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family, from the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. Thanks, Revelton, for your support. On the, li- on the line, we got Coach Mac. What's going on, Coach? Hey, guys. How you doing? Not bad. You're a senior and big play curve and, and George Trice. So, since we don't got your video, we have your picture up there. So we glad you could join us. Yeah, it's an honor for me to be hanging with some Cyclone uh, royalty tonight. How you doing, guys? We doing good, Coach. Doing good, pleasure. doing good. Pleasure is definitely all ours. One hundred percent. I just hope. Yeah, I just hope. Uh, Hope the ratings don't go down tonight because I'm on. <laughs> no. We hope yeah. so. No, everybody's been waiting on this. Everybody, yeah. we've been talking about this for a while. Ever since uh, the Hall of Fame game with Reggie, uh, but you had that storm, so we couldn't get you on because y'all had some weather down there when we planned it the first time. So glad you can get on with us, Coach. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Hey, no problem. So we were we were just talking. First off, we had to update uh, on the kids. So uh, Brent got his son Malachi. And then Marcus got his son junior for basketball, and they're going through the process of, of getting to that next level, um, whether it's in high school uh, and whether it's in, I mean, college and whether it's after college. And so that's what they're working on right now to get to these next levels. And so we were talking about that. Um, but, you know, we, before we get to that, how's Florida? Fantastic. I, I, you know, we've had a home down here for, I guess, 23 years. If, you, if you're in the state of Iowa and Wisconsin, which I was for half a century, you better damn have a freaking getaway, man. You, <laughs> yeah. you go through those Midwest winters. So uh, love it. Enjoy it. The neat thing is I still get around and get to see a lot of former coaches, former players. Obviously love going back to the state of Iowa. But uh, um, we, we really enjoy it. I, I, I tell you a quick story. I, there was three of us when we got through playing in Iowa. All had signed free agent contracts uh, in the NFL. And I had a real good friend, an older guy that was a big fan of the Iowa he said, what are you guys going to be doing next few months? Well, we're just getting ready for mini camps. We had about four months. He said, well, I live in Sarasota, Florida. I'm a nine iron from Lido Beach. 
you guys could come down and stay with me. There's a, a YMCA just a few minutes away from my house. You can work out there and come stay with me and help me with some house, house projects. What do you think about that? That took about 30 seconds to say yes to that. <laughs> and, but back in the day, back in the day, spring breaks uh, um, in the 70s when we were in college, it was Fort Lauderdale. It was Daytona Beach. And yeah. we'd never been on the Gulf Coast. And then we came over and just fell in love with it and had a place here, as I said, for a long time. But really enjoyed it, guys. Enjoyed nice. it a lot. Yeah, I got to get down there. You know, I've been down there a couple of times, um, down in Miami, down um, what at Melbourne. Uh, so I had a friend, a wedding out there. So, I mean, I, I like it, except for when it gets humid, because y'all are already too humid for me, Coach. I'm in, yeah, I'm in no, Arizona. I'm in Arizona. You, <laughs> Good, George, it's good for you to sweat a little bit. Man. I feel you. I feel you. I can do it. <laughs> but yeah, but we want to, we, we throwing out accolades for coach, you know, 2004 Big 12 North co champion, uh, won the Independence Bowl in 2004, coach of the year in 04, coach of the year in 01, sure. and then, uh, coach of the year runner up in 2000. So your accolades precede you. Um, we had Getty on here before because I remember when I, when I met you, um, Getty got me a workout plan. And I said, Eddie, and, uh, you know, so, but yeah, we had him on there. So we got to get y'all on here again, but you know, we welcome the the legend here. And then the last time I saw you was at Reggie's hall of fame. So I don't know, Marcus Brent, when was the last time y'all saw coach? Uh, I think I saw coach Mac at, uh, was it the Iowa hall of fame? No, well, I probably seen you since then too, but at the Iowa hall of fame deal and, uh, at UNI. Okay. I know it was a time, um, but, you know, Coach Mack is always back talking and stuff, so I try to make it a point to get back to at least hear that stuff. So, nice. Yeah, always, uh, I, I tell you, there were some great things. There were some great times at Iowa State when, when I was there with Curveball and Marcus. Uh, Marcus, I remember uh, it's been a phenomenal run you guys had in 2000. Yes, um, you were the, I think you were the Big 12 player of the year that year. And uh, yeah, that's what they say. I couldn't wait to get, I couldn't wait to get to Hilton Coliseum <laughs> when recruiting was over to come watch basketball, you know, and the style of play and the way you guys played. And, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to Johnny Orr and the Hilton Magic. And a lot of people don't understand it. You do, Marcus, but Hilton Magic is, I mean, the fans are great. The, the students are phenomenal. The band oh. is great. Hilton right. Magic started with the players and right. the style of play and how hard they played and the relentless effort on the court and diving for balls and playing good defense and rebounding. And you were the epitome of that during your career and uh, went on. I think, would you get 14, 15 years in the NBA? You just had a magnificent career. But it was just so fun to experience all that. Of course, we won our first bowl game in 2000 and 100 years in Iowa State football. I think the same year that you had that incredible run. And uh, just to share those things and then have those memories and those experiences is pretty cool, Marcus. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I, people, a lot of people don't know my favorite sport is football. Always been football, and it is to this day. Um, I, I, you know, I, I fancied a lot of times, you know, being out there on that football field. That football field in Iowa was a little bit different from where I, I came from in Louisiana, so <laughs> it was kind of a hard decision to make, but. But I know uh, me and big uh, Andy Stensrue came in together, and he was kind of half-half. He was going to play basketball and play football and both. And so, you know, he decided to have that, you know, great career in football and things like that. So I was always jealous behind that and, you know, the friendship me and Reggie and some other guys had on the football team. Uh, and like I said, being, being you know, football being my favorite sport, I always still wanted to come out there. But, 
No, you Stacey was never trying to hear that for, for sure. He definitely <laughs> knew. He definitely knew my love for football. He's always said, "Man, why are you hanging out at the football football game around the football players and stuff like that?" And then a couple of summers, you know, he had us working out with Coach Getty. So that was a different beast within itself. But uh, well, but 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 definitely, you know, appreciate everything that you did for the for the organization and for the school. You know, I, I love seeing how everything turned around from. You know, when Troy and uh, Double D was there and, and how, you know, we've always had to be that scrappy team, that scrappy school that nobody ever really gave any respect to. And and so we took our respect. And as, you know, guys start getting better and better, you start getting better players in and, you know, things started to turn around for, you know, the football team, the basketball team and for the women's basketball team and all of the sports across the board. You know, it, it, it's something special to be a part of, you know, without a doubt. It really was, and and I, I would have loved it. I'm um, telling you, wouldn't it have been fun to see Brent Curve and Marcus <laughs> in the Big Twelve? Now that would have been fun. Yeah. I would have loved to coach that defense. <laughs> worth the price of admission. That's that's yeah. what that's a big that's a big play. Say worth the price of admission. Right, so, right. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah. So that that's what's up. But yeah, no. We um, you know, as we we've done this, we wrap up um. You know, we wrap up the the season and during the summer kind of off and just talk about some things. And and one thing I'd be remiss not to talk about right now is I want to shout out the homegirl, Lindsay Long. So I don't know, you know, everybody knows Lindsay. She's she's basically crafted the letters winners um, organization within the athletics department. Um, she has been single handedly with her team, you know, responsible for for getting the, the, the Hall of Fames together and for getting the. The, the people together and to come back for events. And, you know, she's done a great job and now she's taking a director role with the foundation. So um, shouts out to her. She announced that online today and I texted her congratulations a little earlier today, but uh, we'll miss her in the athletic department. But with my work with the Trice Legacy Foundation, I'm, I'm always with the, with the ISU Foundation, too. So I'll still get to get to mess with her and, and bug her because I know she gets annoyed when I text her. Lindsay, I need this. Lindsay, I need that. But she always got it. She she was always one to get it. So shout out to you, Lindsay. And uh, good luck with your next George, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, she was she's an incredible ambassador for Iowa State Athletics, Iowa State University, but especially Iowa State Athletics. I got to meet with her. her. Her soccer coach brought me brought her to my office when she was being recruited to Iowa State. That's how far we go back. Hmm. And hmm. then, uh, and then the, just the amazing career she's had and the contributions. And um, you know, a lot, a lot of people just don't understand the work that goes uh, behind the scenes. I remember Gene Smith, who's the athletic director at Ohio State University, was the one that hired me at Iowa State. Right. I must be three days into the job, and I'm going 100 miles an hour and trying to we to go over a winless program and. Winless was just a record. Uh, right. People don't understand behind the scenes how bad it was to be winless on a football field. Mm-hmm. It's really, really got to be bad behind the scenes. Good fans, mm-hmm. but but archaic fundraising, no facilities, uh, no hope, no success, no winning. Um, there have been four bowl games in 100 years. Johnny Majors got two, Earl Bruce got two, and they didn't win either of those four, any of those four. But – uh, along comes Lindsay Long in recent years. I remember when I, I was just start go back to where I started. I asked Gene right away. I said, listen, I want to meet with the president of the Letter Winners Club. Who is it? He started laughing. I said, what's so funny? He said, we don't have one. I go, you're shitting me. Hmm. You're not serious. He goes, yeah. We, no, we don't have one. I said, well, if there's no Letter Winners Club, there's probably no Hall of Fame. He goes, no. I said, so all these student athletes that have come through here, the halls of Iowa State for decades and decades and decades, 
the great ones, there's no, we haven't honored them. There's no Hall of Fame. No, there was no Hall of Fame. So hmm. just put into perspective how far we needed to come and the yes, things sir. that needed to be put in place in the foundation just to give us a chance to be competitive. And then, and then fortunately years ago, George, as you mentioned, Lindsay got hired, came in, took fundraising in the athletic department uh, through student athletes and through the reunions, um, just took it to a different level. She made all of us and every one of us feel real welcome. And Curveball probably knows this as well as me, as well as I do and many people. For some time after I was gone, I was long gone after my 12 years at Iowa State, none of us felt real welcome at Iowa State. Players and coaches alike. Okay, so this is the time for BS and hope some of it sticks. This is real deal we're talking about. None of us felt welcome. Uh, Lindsay did such a great job. And then Matt Campbell came in. He called me the first night that he was hired. They've embraced us. They brought us back. We feel connected. We feel loyal. We love the place. And uh, but but Lindsay has just been an unbelievable trailblazer through all of that to get this thing up and running. The good news is, even though she's leaving, she's still going to be at Iowa State, as you mentioned, George. And then the other thing is, Mike Green's going to take her spot, who's another real loyal cyclone that's given a lot to that place. And uh, it'll be, I think, an easy transition from uh, from Lindsay to Mike. But she's really special. She called me last night. She wanted me to know about it before it was announced today. We had a good talk. But I just wanted her to know in some small way how much she's meant to all of us. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah, and he he been he's been following her around and trying to learn that he's gonna be overwhelmed. I, I I've seen we 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 and him talk a couple of times, but that job is not for the faint of heart. That is a hard job, and uh, yeah, and I'm happy yeah. that you know he's been looking and, and and learning from her, and he has a good team out there. So um, yeah, but we did have a I had a couple of questions out here before we get to this first question on here. I want to ask you, what was it like playing the the '97 season when they renamed it? Jack Trice Stadium. And the reason why I want to ask that is because it's the 100-year anniversary of Jack's death, and we're doing a lot of things with the 100th anniversary. Um, we have a sold-out golf event next Friday that I'm doing out there in Ames. And uh, 36 teams, we have a lot of people coming out there to support. Um, but what was it like that first year after all the things, getting the statue, the students going fighting, Jack Trice Field playing on that for a few years, and then for the change to come? How was it playing in that 97 season? Well, I mean, the, the season itself um, um, didn't end, end up the way that we wanted it to. Um, 95, 96, um, Troy Davis brought some respect and some honor and some notoriety and some amazing um, attention back to Iowa State football that had been missing for decades. Now, we didn't get to bowl game. We didn't get to our winning season, but he went two years in a row over 2,000 yards. No back had done it in 100 years up to 1995 and 96. No back has done it since then. And it wasn't like we were out there doing against these junior college teams. It was against top 10, top 15, top 20 teams and defenses. So that was amazing. Double D had to take over after Troy took off and went to uh, the New Orleans Saints. And we're still doing some positive things, George, but still not getting to that winning season yet. Um, we hadn't beaten Iowa. Iowa, 15 wins in a row, complete domination, humiliating losses, embarrassing losses. But along the way, thank God they had hired Gene Smith as the athletic director to try and revive and revamp and rebuild an athletic department that had some really quality coaches and players in all sports through the years, but it never had any sustained success, especially in football. And when he came to my office to talk about it, George, it's like 
why in the hell didn't this thing go on? Why wasn't this stuff? Why didn't this come up decades ago? Mm-hmm. Honestly, why wouldn't we honor Jack Trice a long time ago? But fortunately, we were there in the transition and uh, in, in honoring one that should so, so unbelievably be honored. I remember when Gene came to me first, we started talking about it, and he said, what do you think? I said, this, because I read about it and I heard about it, the whole story of Jack Trice. And I said, it seems like a no-brainer. Like, right. the only thing, only question I have is why the hell it wasn't done a long time ago. Right. And and it was honored. And then we did get a statue. And Iowa State, through the years, it's an incredible place, as all four of us know. Phenomenal place. But through the years, they've been kind of slow to get things done. When I took the job at Iowa State, they really hadn't brought back the best wrestler in the history of Iowa State wrestling. Yes, and, sir. And in college wrestling, in Dan mm-hmm. Gable. Well, I was I wrestled at Iowa my freshman year for him. He got me out my freshman year. We had a great friendship and relationship ever since then. At, at the all years at Iowa, I ended up working with Hayden Fry for eleven years. One of the first things I did when I got to Iowa State was bring Dan Gable back. Let's honor the best of the best. So I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but to me that was just so important. It was it was something that should have been done a long time ago, and it's just cool to see. And I still think today, I think George, you know better than I do. You you study that stuff. It may still be the only stadium in the country named after a, an African American, a black former player it in is. college football. 100, 144 Division One schools, and it's the only one. Hmm. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. And you know, it's funny. I, so when I, so this morning I tweeted uh, because they're renaming the they're looking at renaming the Vet Med Building to um, Frederick Douglass uh, Building, and. I was just, I was making a joke. I'm like, man, Iowa State's trying to quarter the market on naming buildings after black people. And it was, <laughs> it, was it, it was funny because you know we've had so we've had a lot of successful George Washington Carver, Frederick Douglass, right. Jack Trice, no you, question. you know David Carr. Like you look at some of these people in different sports and things like that. Marcus Pfizer, Jamalton, people that have gone on and do different things. Um, and I'd be remiss if we didn't name some of those people, Reggie, and the things that they're doing uh, to come back and give back to the, the to the way they have to Iowa State and. You hit on a good point about bringing people back. It's about that that the the song starts "Loyal Sons Forever True," mm-hmm. but they weren't honoring by bringing people back, and it took a long time. and And I just text Lindsay; she's probably out with her family celebrating, so she ain't gonna jump on the podcast with us. But you know, <laughs> you know, it took some time. And as you said, I talked to Gene Smith still when I was in Ohio. I went to a couple Ohio State games, and uh, I went to the Ohio State Penn State game in Penn State last year. Uh, and Gene got us got us on the list, and so I still talk to Gene. Gene's been a good guy because he was instrumental in getting me to Iowa State, and so um, then he was out here at ASU for a couple of years, and then back in Ohio. So um, yeah, he was a good dude, and, and started getting some momentum. And, and Jamie has done a good job of even taking it further to get recognition because it's like when LeBron was in Cleveland, and they were like, "Well, why wouldn't he go to Miami?" It, you know, it's just you know what's in Iowa. I talked to somebody today, and they had all four seasons today. Uh, I think they had a little bit of sleep. <laughs> You know, up at Iowa State. So, you know, you why would you want to go somewhere like that? And but we've had people come through there, some greats that have come through there and then getting the recognition for them. It's and there is there just two. So glad you brought that up. No question. It all started with what you said about Lindsay and the job she did, George. And mm-hmm. I, I just it was easy for me when I took the job and then and then I'll shut up. But it was easy for me when I took the job. Um, you know, I'd been on the other end of a lot of those big big, huge wins when I was at Iowa, coaching against Iowa State. I, w- I was up at Wisconsin. We went from 1-10 and 10 to 10-1 and one and won the first Rose Bowl in 100 years. Then I got the chance to come be in charge of uh, a phenomenal university that had really a poor history with college football for many, many years. 
and it was just easy for me to come in and go, okay, we got nowhere to go but up uh, before we start having earning respect and honor and getting people to respect us. We got, we got to stop the laughing because that's all we've been doing around this place for years and years and years. Get them. They just laugh. They didn't, they didn't laugh at Marcus Pfizer in basketball, but they laugh. They laugh. They didn't laugh at Johnny Orr. They didn't laugh at Tim Floyd. They didn't laugh at Larry Stacey. Uh, they didn't laugh at Greg McDermott. They didn't laugh at Tim. Uh, 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 they didn't laugh at uh, Fred Hoiberg. They're sure not laughing at TJ right now. One of my great friends in life, but they laughed at Iowa state football for a long time. So, right. um, so curveball knows this firsthand. We just, it was in our DNA. All right. We're just going to have a chip on our shoulder. We're going to fight for our brothers. We're not going to make any excuses and someday we'll make history. And curveball did such a great job of, of bringing that all the time and bring something. Be, just, I wanted America to respect us, stop the laughing, stop the nonsense. Right. And so that when they hear about Iowa State football or watch it, there's something positive there and they respect us. And and uh, not just because I'm on a show with Curveball right now, but he was one of those guys that he took that thing and ran with it, man, and was such a phenomenal contributor to doing something positive that you can look back on for many, many years. And here you got two of the great ones ever to play at Iowa state and Marcus and, and, and curveball. And now their sons are on the way and they're coming up and now they're hopefully going to get recruited and love to see them back in the Cardinal gold of Iowa state. And it's just fun to see through the years, but always to go back because those moments you don't get them back and you get one shot and, and you're coming out of high school. It seems like maybe it's going to be a long, long, long time. <laughs> you college. And it's done. And it's like, where the hell did those right. years come? Yeah. And while you're there, leave a mark, leave a legacy. And and the guys that are on the show with me tonight sure did that. Yeah. And and for me, Coach, you know, to like you said, you know, there was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of people chuckling about Iowa State football. And, and I was there watching those games in the snow. You know, I remember, you know, the Nebraska teams. A lot of people don't remember how good Nebraska and K-State used to be, you know, in the Big 12. Uh, and I yeah. was there watching those games. And, and I, I knew – you know, before long, you know, with, with your coaching and the way, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends that were on the football team, you know, we, we stayed in the same dorm and stuff. And I knew how tough the guys were and they're passionate, how passionate they were about playing the sport. And I said, this thing is going to turn around. It, it's not going to be overnight, but it's going to turn around before long. And like now to see, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years, how respectable the, the program is is and and you know winning games and things like that winning bowl game like we we automatically we we almost expect to go to a bowl game rather than the fact of you know hoping you know we're going to go to a bowl game so you know i i definitely appreciate that um i love being a part you know of of the iowa state culture you know everything that everyone has built you know since before and and since i've been there and i I love wearing my, you know, my paraphernalia and everything around and, and doing the football season and the NCAA football season. I love how, you know, people come up and say, you you know, you guys have really turned everything around and gained a lot of respect in the Big 12. And I said, you know, you see it. We all see it. <laughs> you know, and we, we expect to, to keep winning big ball games. That's what's up. So as we talk about that, Jeff Waters asked a question, and it's um how big was the win over Iowa 98 coach? You talked about 15 years. But before we get to that, you know how they do it in the, in the TV shows. They always go to commercial break. We're going to go to a commercial <laughs> break real quick while you think about ponder, you know, how big that win was and what the emotion you were feeling. So, Ship, roll that footage for Brown Dog Farms. Brown Dogs Farm are Norwalk, Iowa-made hot sauces and dressings. 
Brown Dog's Farm was born out of the dream to emulate the simple life of Rob's grandparents, who inspired him with their hard work and abundant gardens. Rob and Amanda set out to create a unique blend of fruit and pepper that would satisfy the part of the brain that craves great flavor without sacrificing the spice of the peppers. Sweet, but still packing heat. With combinations like jalapeno green apple, habanero peach, cherry rhubarb reaper, and other great flavor combinations, there is a spice and flavor that is right for any party or get-together. BDF also has homemade versions of their classic and spicy ranch that are one of a kind. You can order all of those and more online at www.browndogsfarm.com and ask your local grocery to stock up. That's what's up. So, Ship, I hope you're still not out there running through a brick wall. I see you back there, but um, <laughs> hope, hope, hope you survived that. Um, but, yeah, it was, thanks for that commercial break from Brown Dolls Farms. I got to go pick some up when I get back to Iowa next week. Um, I, I, I have to say I've been a little daring. I, I've been putting oh. – I've been putting a couple drops onto my food of the, you know, oh. the, the rhubarb and, and the cherry, just a little bit, just a couple right. drops. So We're not gonna get back. too crazy. Marcus huh? don't like heat, and so oh one of my our God. sponsors, Brown Dog Farm, has some hot sauces. They sent us a sample pack. <laughs> so he been talking about doing the ranch, <laughs> but he ain't touched the hot sauces, coach. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, baby steps. I, you know, one or two drops. One or two. If, if 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 they hit three drops, we might we may have gone too far. <laughs> I put I put hot sauce on my cereal. I thought my dog. <laughs> I tell these guys up above ketchup level, then you you've passed you you've lost me. <laughs> oh man! So, coach, you know how big was that win ninety eight over Iowa after losing fifteen years and you coming in and getting that win? What did it feel like, George? It was amazing, and you know I just I got a call from Mike Green, who's taking Lindsey Long's spot uh, about five days ago, and he's it's going to be the twenty. Five year um, reunion. It's going to be a 25 year anniversary of that victory. This, that you start talking about, you start thinking that kind of puts it in perspective. I'm getting mm -hmm. to be an old bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 25 years. It was there was a it was a lot more than a win. It was a lot more than a football game, George. Yeah. That's what it was. It was mm -hmm. a lot more than that. The people that weren't there may not understand it. The young people today don't understand it because nowadays it's just Iowa wins all the time. Iowa State wins. They go boom, 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 boom. No, it wasn't that way. It was complete domination by Iowa for all those years. year before that we got it done in 1998 when we were a 29-and-a-half-point underdog and we won 27-9. to They came to, came into Ames, and uh, Coach Fry had a hell of a team. They threw for a touchdown pass to Tim Dwight with about four or five minutes to go in the game to give him, put them up, put up over 60 points on us that day. It was one of the most embarrassing losses I'd ever been a part of. Um, but are you going to sit around and cry? Or are you going to try and do something about it? Are you going to bow your neck? Or are you going to try and improve your recruiting, improve your development, improve your coaching and give yourself a chance to stop the nonsense of 15 years of getting embarrassed by one school. Um, so those guys <laughs> drew a line in the sand Sooner or later, it's got to be done um, where you just bow your neck, you draw a line in the sand, you plant your feet, you take a stand, you say no more, enough. We're not going to get our ass embarrassed today. We're going to turn this whole thing around and change it. And I remember that week, uh, George, um, it was an amazing – we'd gotten beat by TCU the week before, but it was an amazing feeling of confidence in preparation for that game, going to Iowa City, almost a 30-point underdog, as I mentioned, but the preparation by the coaches and the players was amazing. We felt real confident we could run the ball. Double D end up running for 246 yards. Um, we felt really good we could dominate the kicking game. 
We end up blocking a kick and forcing a force fumble on a punt, uh, punt return by their guy. Um, it was just one of those days that all came together, but there was no fluke. We didn't trick them. It was complete domination. And then we went on to win six of the next nine against Iowa, uh, twice when they were in the top 10. The one year in 2002, um, they ended up going undefeated. And I got a lot of my Iowa teammates that I played with, a lot of former Iowa players that say, Mac, you you cost us a na- shot at the national championship. <laughs> Why yeah. really bad about Love it. it. I really feel bad about that. Uh, <laughs> we, we were we were down we were down twenty four to seven at, at halftime, and Seneca and the defense led us back. And it's one of the great comebacks in the history of Iowa State football to win uh, a huge game. And but it was part of that new tradition and that new legacy and that new rivalry. Because when you get your ass kicked fifteen years in a row, let me tell you something. Give me let me in on a secret. There is no rivalry. Um, <laughs> you better start winning. Yeah. <laughs> and we were able to do that. So it was just so meaningful. Um, I'll, I'll share one more thing and then I'll, I'll be quiet. But Mark Cortez was a phenomenal young man from Chicago. We'd recruited in our first class. Great young man. Loved him. Hard-nosed, tough. He just didn't have much luck when it came to injury. Shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgery on the other shoulder. Knee surgery on one knee. Knee surgery on the other one. And the week of the Iowa game, we decided, he decided with the doctors that he'd have to end his career. He ended up writing one of the most meaningful messages that I've ever heard or listened to or read in my life. Pat, uh, Joe Parmentier, our fullback, came in and read it to me uh, from Mark Cortez. And when we got to Iowa City, and I, he said, what do you want to do, coach? I said, I want you to read it to the team. And that night, Friday night, he read it to the team. And Mark was just talking about how much he would love to be with us. He can. His career's over. But um, you can fight, you can scratch, and you can claw, and you you can you can uh, go execute the game plan. And there's going to be some really positive things. And we all know this, guys. Difficult things, the things that are really special, they're always going to be difficult. They're going to be hard. It's easy to be half-assed. It's easy to be average. It's hard to be elite. It's hard to stop negative things. But that team did it, and uh, that message that Mark Cortez sent to us really meant a lot. And in all honesty, when I said it's more than just a win and a game, guys, it was a lot more than that. It just changed the whole mindset and the confidence of the Iowa State Athletic Department and their fan base that we can go toe-to-toe. Even though for years, guys, there were facilities, no contest. Iowa in a different league than Iowa State. The the money, the donors, the big donors, all of that stuff, the success, the winning, all that was at a different level than Iowa State. Fortunately, nowadays, that isn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I've been to both schools. Uh, I've been to all, through all their facilities. Those days are gone. But when we started out and when we won that game in 98, George, facility-wise and money-wise and support-wise and all that stuff, it was a different world mm-hmm. uh, from Iowa to Iowa State. But thank God we got it turned around. And those players and those assistant coaches are the ones that deserve the credit. Yeah, that was that was my freshman year. So, yeah, I remember that very well. Um, so wow. yeah, you talked about you know some good thing. Um, somebody said Seneca was in. Yeah, David, he was, he was there, he was the man. So um, you know, so you talk about, you know, the being at both sides at Iowa and Iowa State. You talk about, you know, Mark, you talk about how good Nebraska was and K-State was. You talk about now this year we're playing BYU, we're playing mm-hmm. Cincinnati, we're adding these four teams to the conference. So it's gonna be a different ball game. I got a homeboy that played at Cincinnati um you know BYU's right out here by me I'm hopefully gonna try to make it to that game this year but 
you know, what do we in your mind, coach, what do we need to do this season um, to, to be the to be dominant in this conference? I mean, TCU made it to the national championship and we played them on the Jack Trice 100 game in October. But looking at our conference, looking at the new things, what do we need to focus on as you've looked at Iowa State football in the past few years? What do we need to focus on um, in this in this upcoming season? Well, the good so news is a loaded, loaded question. Loaded question. Yeah, yeah, no, George, that's good. It's a real good question. The, the good news is we got a phenomenal one of the top head coaches in all of college football, and Matt Campbell. Yes, um, and we, we came up, uh, you know, we came up short in so many games last mm-hmm. year. There weren't blowouts until the TCU game. There were no blowouts. There were no right. mismatches. It just, we didn't have the consistency on offense. I didn't think we didn't have the consistency uh, with our special teams. We did with our defense. Our defense gave us a chance to be mm-hmm. bowl eligible and win games and. And to, and to make a run at a possible championship, but we just didn't have the pieces in place elsewhere. Um, one of the first things um, Matt did after the and got into big bowl games and got into the Big 12 championship game, he had to let a couple coaches go. But in the end, uh, you end up having to make all the hard decisions and the tough decisions as a head coach. It's not a popularity contest. And it's not putting your finger up to the wind and going, okay, which way is it blowing today? And that's that's <laughs> the decision that I'll make today. You have to be strong in your in your in your beliefs, in your morals, in your gut, in your heart, in your soul on what's best for the program, not what's best for me, not what's best for any one coach. What's best for the big picture in the program, our players, our coaches, um, so that we can put a team out there that everybody can be really proud of. So the good news is Matt's coming back. He made some adjustments. I know. Uh, sounds like they feel really, really good about that. Uh, I was invited to go back and speak at the Iowa High School Coaches Clinic um, in, uh, in back in February, and uh, uh, Matt and all of his staff was there. Kurt Ferentz and all of his staff was there. Mark Farley and all the Northern Iowa staff was there, 1,600 coaches. Uh, it was an honor for me to go back. And one of the real cool things, um, but there, there's 23 of my former players at Iowa State that are now in a coaching profession. Now, it might be part-time or full-time, including Curveball, who's done it and done a great job uh, helping young men. It's just so cool to see these guys give back to the game that was so good to them. It really is when you, the older you get and you kind of get away from get a little space and look back and see that. It's really cool. But I, I, I just think we have, a, we have a phenomenal defensive package and a defensive staff. They're all back. And they're intact. The adjustments that Matt made on offense, I think, are, are, were very necessary. I think he made some great hires. Everything I'm hearing, it's really helped. It's been very positive. Uh, the offensive promotion that he made from within. Matt Campbell told me the first year when he hired his offensive coordinator that was the wide receiver slash running back coach, he's going to be a head coach someday, Matt. Now he's got the offense he's in charge of half of the football team. And, and then um, I know we've got the transfer kicker. Our special teams have been a little hot and cold, kind of up and down. Um, we get some more consistency there. Um, Matt's already proven that we can line up and we can coach and play with the best in college football. Now it's a matter of going and doing it and getting in those games. Well, there'll be a lot of close games, guys. Who are we kidding? There's going to be a lot more close games than this year like there were last year. But when it comes down to it, as is, is all you guys know, it, who has the talent, who has the toughness, who has the grit, who has the ability in all those close games to make that game-winning play, make that fourth-quarter play, make that goal-line stand, uh, get that fourth-down conversion, make that play when it's third and 17, and you go, no, there's really not much of a chance. And, yeah, you go make that conversion. Uh, you get into overtime, whatever it is, um, just to make those plays to win. But 
I just feel very, very positive about the future. Um, Matt needed to beat Iowa. He hadn't done that yet in a number of years. Finally got it done in Iowa City. It's hard to do. As we all know, it's hard to beat Iowa. Got that done. Um, Iowa will have a phenomenal defense again this year. Really, really good special teams. But they've been in the bottom ten on offense the last four years. So they're coming to Ames. Um, It'd be fun to see that game and see them match up. But I just have really great hope, and it goes right back to really knowing Matt Campbell, being around him, watching him in meetings, watching him. He's brought me back a number of times to be around the team. And uh, this championship teams, they're really good teams. And Marcus knows this. Curveball knows this. George, the great teams, there just has to be this incredible loyalty. It's unconditional. It's unconventional. You got to build it. You got to sustain it. And then you got to showcase it over and over. And unfortunately, it's a dying trait. Uh, around our country a lot in families in mm-hmm. businesses mm-hmm. in athletic teams but under the leadership of matt campbell i don't see that at all i see a phenomenal loyalty that's there and uh with the facilities you guys have all seen it it's a different world now in iowa state athletics because of the generosity of the fans and the organizational fundraising they have at iowa state now it's a whole new atmosphere there and i'm hoping we can just keep building on the the success of the past and especially going back Many years were guys that really had to had to change the whole atmosphere and the whole culture and the whole future of Iowa State football. Uh, and curveball was one of those guys. It's just fun to go back and and see success. And I know we're going to see a lot of that this fall. Yep. And uh, you talked about twenty three of your your uh, former athletes coaching. Well, you know Reggie's coaching this year up in Jacksonville. He's coaching his son's high school team. So, yeah, Coach Coach Hayward. Yeah, How about that one? Coach Hayward, Marcus. <laughs> that's kind of weird. That's kind of yeah. weird when you think about it. But, you know, he's going to be doing that. Um, and then Harold Flynn said, hey, come up. Austin's going to be coaching up in Deer Park. So he said, come on down to Deer Park and see Austin coach. Oh, I'd love to see him, man. He's, <laughs> that's one of those great stories of an unselfish player. And Curveball understands it. When, when a guy, his whole dream was to be a quarterback, that's what he had done. He had set records. He was a leader. Amazing. And we just felt like, listen, this is what's best for our football team. And I didn't know if he was going to throw something at me when I said, listen, my thought is this to move you to wide receiver. I think you can be an all-Big 12 wide receiver because of your competitive desire and your talent. But what's best for our team is for you to do that. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know if he's going to quit. I don't know if he's going to swear at me. I don't know if he's going to throw something at me. And he said, Coach Mack, whatever's best for the team. It was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy, this is what it's all about. This is the when you when you one of the great things I heard decades and decades ago, and I shared it with many of my teams, is forget yourself for others so that others will never forget you. And that was one of the classic examples of unselfishness and doing what's mm-hmm. best for the team. And by the way, he ended up being a second team all big 12 wide receiver. And when we beat Iowa that year in 2005 and they came in and they were ranked in the top 10 in the country, he's out there a wide receiver making a whole bunch of plays uh, like yeah. curveball was. Like It was just so much fun to see him flourish after making the sacrifice that he did to go play wide receiver. Yeah, you you got you got to do what's best for the team. And sometimes it does take that. And if you want to succeed um, as an individual, you have to play your part. You know, you have to do, you have to play to your strengths. And that's really what it is. And it's finding, you know, and, and that's the thing about coaching. Uh, and it's about finding those things within that person. Um, you know, no matter what they came up playing all through their career, 
Um, if you see something different in them that they can improve on, that's what your job is to do. And you did a great job of that, of finding the strengths in the people and trying to bring them out. Because, again, everybody's not going to make it to the next level. Everybody's not going to finish the season. They might get hurt or they might quit. They might just think it's too hard. Uh, but you found a way to bring out that that best in those people to get, to get their all. And that's what it's about, getting their all and that, letting them believe in it, making them believe in it. And, and making them feel that they were a part. So, you know, shouts out to you for that um, in all your career. So we appreciate you for that. Thanks, George. Yeah, the world, the world's, you guys know, the world's full of unsuccessful people that have talent, but they right, just right. don't have the, they don't have the consistency. You guys all have that. That's why you're real successful in athletics. You're real successful in life. Um, but, but, and, and, and guys like, uh, like you mentioned with Austin Flynn, just, just that phenomenal persistence and that, and that consistency every day, every day. And, you know, as you go through athletics and, 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 and you, you can carry that over to life, obviously, but every new season, there's a big difference between a team and a group of people. There's groups of people all over the damn place, mm-hmm. right, right. but are they the, the chemistry, the bond, the belief, the loyalty, the passion, but that amazing uh, relationships that you've built is it, then if you have that, you build a family, you build the chemistry, you build the togetherness, and then really magic can happen. And I saw it through my career. I was a part of a winless season. I was a part of a national championship. I was a part of 21 bowl games. I was a part of four just dramatic turnarounds. Iowa hadn't won for 21 years. Wisconsin hadn't won a Rose Bowl in 100. Iowa State had never won a bowl game in 100 years and hadn't been to bowl game in decades. Uh, South Florida, we went to number two in the country um, and, and uh, lost our bowl game, but we still won nine and had a hell of a run, got to go to Florida. Now, that was a great situation, but I, uh, they had just given up 600 yards uh, uh, to Michigan in the bowl game. Urban Meyer had a red ass, and uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't messing around at all with defense. We had to get that thing back on track, and then we went, uh, we went, 20, we went 30, and, 30 and two my first 32 games in Florida. Then because of the success of Florida, then I got one more shot to be a head coach at North Texas. They were in the bottom 10. We took them to nine wins. Um, we were in, the, we had a three point game with Georgia starting the fourth quarter down there between the hedges. So you get to do these things and it, it comes from something I experienced, not that I read, not that I heard about. I got to experience it. But then when you go back and the guys that I'm on with right now, you, you think about Brent Kirby and how much he meant to Iowa state football. You think of Marcus Fires or how much he meant to Iowa State basketball in the years past and the decades past and all these years. And here these guys hope they're going to have their sons being recruited. But each new season, as these guys know, you get to define how you want want to be remembered. And no matter how much you think your individual stuff matters, and that's great, the great teams, the winning teams, the real successful teams are the ones that are long remembered. And that's why Brent Kirby and Marcus Pfizer are going to be remembered for a long, long, long time, for generations, for what they gave to Iowa State and the success those teams they had that they were a part of. Yeah, yeah thanks, Coach. I, I, I can remember after my freshman year when Tim Floyd left um, for the Bulls and, and you know, Larry Seisha was going to be introduced as, as the new head coach. And, um, you know, we, we were over at the Jake and had the – whole press conference and everything, introducing them and everything. And, you know, the reporters, the reporters were around and, you know, everybody's had, you know, just this look on their face. And, and so after he's introduced and they, you know, he spoke and, you know, some of the players we spoke, whatever. And then of course the reporters came up to me and, and they was like, you know, we, 
everyone's you know up in, up 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 at their arms wondering you know are you are you gonna transfer? I'm like that's why y'all looking like that. It's like man, I ain't going nowhere. Like that that never even crossed my mind. You know I, I understand you know Tim Floyd was moving on to a better situation, but you know we we got a guy that's coming in that's you know renowned is is just as as good as Tim Floyd and. We gonna keep we gonna keep going with this thing. Like it never crossed my mind that I, I said, "Listen, I came here. I came here to play for you know Tim Floyd." Once he moved on, I also signed a contract to to play basketball at Iowa State University. And until my time here is done, that's what I'm here to do. And so, like everybody had this sense of relief, and I was like, "That's why y'all had this look in y'all face, like y'all thought I was gonna transfer." That never crossed my mind. I, I, I wanted to be a part of something. You know that was going to be. Of course, you never can foresee what we're going to be or, or what's what's going to happen. And we never, you know, we only hope for the season that we had or the basketball seasons that we've since had since then. But you never know. But what you just know the dynamic of how special that place is. You know, Hill Magic and how the fans are. You know, over at at you know Jack Trice Stadium and, and watching the football games. You you can't. You know, you, you can't make that up. You can't write that type of scripts, you know, once you have experienced things like that. And for me, you know, to be a part of that, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's so sure. cool. And, and just that the time passes and the years go and, and mm-hmm. just to still have those feelings and that love and that respect uh, for that school. Like I know you guys have. It's pretty cool. I mean, it really is, Marcus. You know, uh elite teams that I've been around just they just reek a character just reek a character and guys come from all different backgrounds and all different cities and all different towns and all different schools and all different home situations and all that but right right if you bring a whole group of guys together where it, it just permeates everywhere that that character it's amazing and people say what, what is what really is character to me it's just accumulation of your thoughts and your choices and your everyday actions um I'll, I'll give you this just a comparison is the story that I experienced. Um, I ended up because of the success that we had in South Florida, we went to number two in the country and I had a kid named George Selby that was unanimous, all American, phenomenal player, curveball. I mean, just incredible. He, had, he led the nation in sacks and tackles for losses. Just such an honor and a joy to coaching. That's one of the reasons Urban called me and said, I need you to be my defensive line coach. Long story short, um, we, we got a lot of good players. We're going to be playing an unbelievable schedule. We, we for sure that. We had two guys on the same team that really had amazing talent, college talent. One was Tim Tebow, and the other one was Aaron Hernandez. Um, mm-hmm. And both of them really amazing, talented guys. Uh, Tebow, one of the great leaders I'd ever been around. It didn't work out as good as he wanted, as, obviously, in the NFL. But in college, two national championships, win a Heisman, pretty good resume, pretty good experience. I was mm-hmm. with him in the trenches when we went 30-2. and two. And, and got to hold that crystal ball as a national champion. Amazing guy. Right. But he always hung with the right people. He always had good friends. Amazing character. Just talked to him two to, or three days ago. Um, and then uh, Aaron Hernandez, a lot of people don't know this from the outside. Our right. players and our family, are young ki- our kids and our families, we're around the players all the time. We had a thing on Thursday nights called a family night. Urban <laughs> brought in our family to eat dinner with the players before they left after practice to go do their academic stuff or go do what they needed to on Thursday night. And then he wanted the players' families to ride the kids to be on the buses with players after the games, uh, away games, because we got to go to games and go to bowl games and go to national championship. 
Chico Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez is one of the most popular players with all the coaches' families and their kids ever. He was just – the personality was amazing and fun. And the only thing we ever worried about in the coaches that coached him and coached and recruited him out of Connecticut, they were, they were afraid he'd smoke dope and go back home on spring break or summertime and go smoke dope. They didn't worry about all that other crazy stuff. And here's a young man, and we all know the story. He signed a contract between 40 and $50 million. He's got the best coach in my lifetime coaching him in the history of, of, of the NFL, Bill Belichick. He's got the best quarterback in the history of the game, throwing him passes. He's got a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, uh, uh, beautiful uh, wife-to-be, fiancé, and this beautiful child, but doing the stupid stuff, hanging with guys that have nothing to lose when he's got everything to lose. And obviously he had some character flaws that developed over time when his dad died. But just to see the comparison and the examples, and I'm sitting here on a show with three guys that just reek of character. The depth of your character is phenomenal, all three of you guys, and as it was with Tebow. But a guy like Hernandez, who had this amazing talent, uh, and yet he hung with the wrong people, he had character flaws, and you see as, as all the nation watched and followed and saw what right. happened. And right. himself and uh, throws it all away. It's just amazing, but it just accentuated because I was there and I was a part of it and I saw it and I witnessed it and I felt so horrible as that all transpired when things started going downhill with the Patriots, um, how important character is as it has been with you guys. Yeah. You know, you bring up, you talk about Herb and um, Above the Line, his book, and, you know, you talk about uh, being out there and doing your job and doing what you're supposed to do. And um, he has something in his book, four four to six, A to B. The average football play goes four to six seconds and you go from point A to point B. That's what you got to keep in your mind. It's not about what's going to happen at the end of the, the time of the game or at halftime. It's about four to six, A to B, and, and getting that in your mind and, like, do what you can do in your best for those four to six seconds to get from point A to point B. And I, I took that from his book. I read his book and, um, you know, met with him when he was down at Ohio State a couple times when I lived in Columbus. So, um, you know, shouts out to him as well. So we got about well, we got two. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Coach. No, I didn't say that won't go on, but I, I'd never heard it said like that, played like that, accentuated like that till I till I hired, was hired by Urban, and then he grabbed Margie and I uh, the second day that I was on the job, and he just said, "I I need three years of three best years of your career. I know you've had a hell of a career, Mac, but I mm-hmm. need your three best years you've ever had. We got to get back to winning national championships. We got to get back to winning SEC championships." And, 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 and I need you, I need your best. And I never, ever, ever for one second gave him anything but my best. But that was the first time when we got into our first defensive meeting, that was up on the wall and we've all coached defense. I was a defensive coordinator, defensive line coach for half of my career, loved it. So I have such admiration for curveball and the, and the way that he played the game. Um, but I'd never heard it four to six seconds when we had that up everywhere. And the other thing we had up everywhere was the video of Georgia scoring the touchdown and the whole team went to the end zone that season before I got there. Mm-hmm. All celebrated and they all got uh, penalized uh, and then they end up kicking Florida's tail between their shoulder legs. Uh, <laughs> so every video we saw for the next nine months or eight months was all over that complex. And my first game, the uh, biggest cocktail outdoor cocktail party in the country, they call it Florida, Georgia. In Jacksonville, Florida, we, we we took some of the great players in the history of the game, Bradford and all those guys, and, and spanked them. I mean, we spanked them. It was I think we beat them by 35 points. It was a huge win for the Gators. And 
but it was the four to six seconds that we built, especially with our defense. That was you stop and think about it. That's not very long. We're just asking it for four to six seconds. Give us all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a long concentration for some. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and so as, as we we don't we don't, we not gonna keep you too long. We know it's uh, later over there on the on the uh, East Coast, but. You know, Justin had a, he had one comment. He said he loved watching uh, Brent and Marcus play. So, uh, shouts out to y'all from Justin. Um, Appreciate it, Justin. But he also asked about you know the bowl win in two thousand. So, what what was what was your what was the your your shine, most shining moment? Which which one meant more to you, the ninety eight win against Iowa or the two thousand bowl win? Yeah, I mean, a great question. I, I, honestly, I couldn't separate it. There's so many phenomena when things had been so bad. Um, I mean, just it's not the, it's not to pat anybody on the back. This is just the way it was. This is this is history. This is real life. When things are so bad for so long, it's just uh, you know there was a study done um, uh, that somebody had told me about not long ago. It's just thousands of people were um, near near death, and what was their number one regret? A lot of people asked, "What's your number one regret?" Well, the the, the they wished that they had the courage. A lot of them, most of them said to live a life that, that were true to themselves, not the life others expected of them. Mm. If, if we sat around at Iowa State uh, and, and, and just worried about the past or that's going to limit me or we can't do it because it hasn't been done before, there's no chance that we'd have got those things done when it hadn't been done for so long or forever had never been done. Mm. And that's why I just feel so good about my players and staff that gave so much at Iowa State to give them a chance these days now to challenge for everything and anything that's out there for the Big 12 and for college football because of what they did and, and, and the amazing the amazing contributions that were made. And we, we, we all, you know, we all want to be remembered in a positive way. But those teams and the, the, the amazing history-making victories in 98 over Iowa, in 2000, the first bowl win in 100 years, um, and beating Nebraska, curveballs that they just used to abuse, embarrass, humiliate Iowa State. To take them behind the woodshed, thirty-six to fourteen in Jack Trice Stadium. Um, uh, the great win down at Texas A&M when we were huge underdogs, and and to see that stadium emptying at the end of the third quarter, and we end up beating them by thirty-some points. Uh, just those unbelievable, great memories to do those things. My last game, Missouri was a hell of a football team. They were going to a bowl game, and, and, and I was leaving Ames. And there was just something special about that last game and those team and those players and those coaches that said, we're going out as winners. We're going we're gonna to make sure we're going to finish this year on a positive note. Those things will always be real positive. But it's hard to really just answer your question. It's hard to pick one out. I just have, I, I just have such admiration and respect and love for the, the people that gave me the opportunity to come to Iowa State and be a part of that. And then the coaches and the players, when things weren't very positive for so long, to take a chance, to come be with us, to say, listen, let's be part of something that maybe hasn't ever been done or maybe hadn't been done for a long time. Um, those things were really amazing. And, mm -hmm. and we're all defined by our own moments in time. I know this much. Any of those players and coaches that ever with me those 12 years, they should be really proud as they go on in, in, in their lives and their kids and their grandkids should be really proud of what they did because they all made some amazing, incredible contributions to something real special. Yep, no doubt. I'm going to tell you, man, I got a real quick, fond, very, very, very fond memory. Um, 
2004 season, Coach Mack came in with some, he came in with an acronym and it was Oop Matia. It was a bunch, it was like OOTM. It was like, it was crazy. So everybody was like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Only Coach Mack would, would, would create something like this. One of the most improved teams in America is what it ended up being. Uh, so obviously we went two and 10, I think my freshman year, 2003 and then 04, that's when we ended up winning the independence bowl. So, you know, he's touched on all these special teams and, you know, the bonds and the moments and things like that. But, you know, it starts from the head, man. So, you know, getting a message like that to start your season, this was, I think we got that in the off season, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong coach, but maybe summertime, I think that was kind of the message. Like the idea was, yeah, it was Ball, I really appreciate you bringing it up. It was, I got to be honest with you. I was sitting on the, on my deck out there on the edge of town out there. And I was having a little gray goose on the rock. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else was around. <laughs> Nobody else around. And I said, I'm going to come up with something. These guys deserve it. Yeah. We got something it. special about to happen. And I came <laughs> up with that. I, I, I gave it to Margaret and I threw it at And I said, what do you think? And she says, you know more about that than I do, but it sounds good. <laughs> so, <laughs> team, and, uh, and we got T-shirts made. And there was only two teams because Curveball and all those guys bought into it. There was only two teams in the country that had more improvement from the season before to that season that year. Only two. One of the most improved teams in America, Utmatia, and there was only two of them. So they bought in. They believed. Um, God bless them. It was really cool. <laughs> and then they go to go win that another bowl game like that. It was it was pretty amazing, pretty special. That's coaching. Yeah, that's, that's coaching. <laughs> so, so, coach, as we let you go, what do you want to leave us and our listeners with? You know, this is your time, and you make my job easy as the host of this. <laughs> you know, you made my job easy today. We loved having great. you on here, it's but great. you know, what what would you leave us, the fans of Iowa State? You know, what would you leave us with today? Well, I just say a couple of things. First of all, what a joy it was for all of us to be uh, a part of Iowa State Athletics and Iowa State University. It's an amazing place. I'm an Iowa City native. I grew up, I snuck into Iowa football games when I was five and six and seven years old because all they had was snow fence up around the outside of it. And me and my little buddies would sneak in. And then we'd uh, sit up on the hill. And then amazingly, um, after I got recruited by Johnny Majors and Jackie Sherrill, I signed a conference letter from Tanner to Iowa State. I decided to stay home and uh, was never part of – I gave everything I had um, at Iowa as a player uh, and ended up captain my senior year, but never got to be a part of a winning season or a bowl game. And then I ended up, um, you know, being um, – I was the youngest coach that was retained by Coach Fry at the time. Um, and and um, the rest is history, what we accomplished there. Kirk Ferentz got hired after our first two years. He was two years younger than I was, but neither one of us really deserved the opportunity that we had to be offensive and defensive line coaches at our age and lack of experience. But my point is, after all those years in Iowa City and Iowa and, and what we accomplished up in Wisconsin, to come back and get a chance to be part of Iowa State, um, where I realized that outside expectations really have nothing to do with your daily lessons, of, of unity, of pride, and of purpose. It really had nothing to do with it because the expectations were so bad. And what we needed to do, and, and, and you, you just see great examples of it through the years, you just had to try and discard and ignore any of the negative past and, and just try and bring a sense of dedication and, 
a strength of your conviction and clarity of your vision and, and get everybody to buy it. What we tried to do, George, I just wanted anybody that touched our program to believe in what we were doing. Hold your head high, put your damn uh, Iowa State Cyclone gear on and wear it the right way you're supposed to because the damn stuff was all turned inside out when I took the job. Nobody was wearing the damn stuff because they were embarrassed. There was no Iowa State football around the whole state of Iowa. I knew that that was one of the things that we had to do to get that right. But I just tried to be the ray of hope every day. And 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 you just if you're gonna be successful anywhere, but those lessons that we learned together at Iowa State, just having that stubborn insistence on pursuing your dreams and your goals and don't listen to all the stuff on the outside, those things were pretty special. And uh just it was so amazing to me. And I had so many highlights and so many hard times through my career, but I will always uh, till the day I'm I'm done and right off into that final sense that I'll always be proud of what we accomplished at Iowa State. I don't know if there's a better time in the history of Iowa State athletics and what's going on right now. Um, we've already talked about Matt Campbell, T.J. Otzenberger, and I have been great friends since he was an assistant and I was still the head coach at Iowa State. He brought me to South Dakota State twice to talk to his teams. He brought me to Vegas and told me, listen, if you can come to South Dakota and freeze your butt off up here. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to go have a steak and a cocktail where Frank Sinatra used to hang out. He brought me out there every year that he's taken the job. The two years that he's been there, he's brought me back to Ames. Billy Finley and I got hired at the same time. Incredible what he's accomplished. And then you just see throughout the, 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 throughout the Iowa State Athletic Department, it's just such a special place. But if you build those great relationships, if you have the incredible chemistry, if you have that uh, build the family, which I think is really there at Iowa State, the magic can really happen. But I'm just really proud to get a chance to hang with you guys. I mean, when I said Iowa State royalty, I'm not trying to be a wise guy. That's what it really is, all three of you, and what you've done in your walks of life and your contributions and, and all those things. It's really been special for me, and I'll always be proud to be associated with you guys. I'll always be as proud to be associated with Iowa State Athletics. Hey, we appreciate you, Coach. You know, we love had you. Had, we had you on there. We'll get you on here again in the fall. Because uh, this was good. We had more questions and, you know, people were engaged. But, you know, we really appreciate you and the love for Iowa State and the, and the love for your craft. Uh, tell the fam and the wife hello. Uh, but, you know, have a good night out there. And, man, we love you, man. man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks yeah, for everything. Hit. All right, good, Coach. Good to hear from you, Coach. Proud of you guys. Take Thank care. You. you as well. Right. Definitely a GOAT. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna even ask no more questions that I had on my list. I'm like, we done. Like, we ain't gonna follow up that. So, we gonna just tell y'all. Hey, Brent. Do, I mean, uh, ship. Do we have an ad for Brett Fred or no? No ad for Brett Fred. <laughs> you just shake your head. Nope. Okay. Um. So you know, from the Brett Brett Fred sports book. But next episode, we're gonna do in about um you know two weeks or so. We're gonna talk about the EA NCAA football game and that five hundred dollars. Crazy. Yep, we gonna that's what we're gonna talk about next time. We're gonna talk about um, you know, Matt Campbell. Somebody asked a question, uh Justin asked questions about Matt Campbell at Iowa State for the foreseeable future, and we'll touch on that. Um, and then I'll text Mac and ask him about uh the cyclone tailgate in 05. He probably do remember he was drinking his gray goose on the rock. So, you know, he <laughs> but you know, next episode we're gonna talk about about those couple things and uh whatever other questions you have, put it on the face. On the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the uh, the YouTube, whatever. Just, you know, get those questions out. I put my number out there. You could text me questions, you know, 
Make sure you leave your name if I don't got your number in there. But, you know, we appreciate y'all jumping on. We appreciate Matt jumping on. Uh, Lindsay texted me. She couldn't jump on. She was golfing, you know. Uh, so she was she's out there golfing, enjoying her time and the weather out there in Iowa. So uh, we'll get here on the next time. Uh, Justin, thank you, too. But from Betfred Sportsbook, Brown Dogs Farm, Revelton, Side of Storm, Three Beers Media, Hot Mess Happy Hour, uh, Curveball, Coaches Kalach. Hey, so at the event, don't forget Coaches Kalaches. Uh, do I say it right? Kalaches or Kalaches? Yeah, kalachis. It don't matter what you call them, as long as you call them good. As long, hey, as, long as you call them, as long good. as you come get them, they make it for the, for the golf event. And speaking to everybody on here, if you go, if you're not golfing in a golf event and you just want to come out, if I don't know if your kids have never ever got to meet Cy, but Cy will be there from eight to ten. Um, you know, so come let the kids get a picture with them. You ain't got to pay for it. Ain't no, ain't no cost for it. Just bring the kids. It's a Friday. School's out Friday before Father's Day. Um, next Friday. Bring them out, let them get to see side because they may not get to see them at games and they may be one of the things that make their day. Um, but yeah, bring them out there. You know, and, and everybody's welcome. Uh, come on through and just hang out for a little bit. But um, next Friday is that event. Um, October 7th is the Jack Trice 100 game. We will be having a, a, um, a tailgate. Um, I'm trying to get still get in touch with Nike to make them shoes. Um, working on some yeah. things right there. Uh, but everybody was loving them, them, them shoes. So I'm yeah, working yeah. on some things right there. Um, you know, y'all get the first pair on here. Y'all, y'all get the first hey, pair. I, listen, sign me up. I'm all for it. People was, was, all, all son, all he was like, oh, man, people like, just take my money. Like, you know, man, so, I'm telling you, the yeah, card is ready. You just tell me when. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to work on some things for the foundation. Um, you know, so make sure to follow all of us and what we're doing, hunger loaves. Um, you know, the, the businessman curveball. We got that on there. We're gonna get some shirts. Just, hey, shit, we need shirts that just say curveball on it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and then you know we holler at y'all this was a good this was a great episode i mean just Absolutely. having having coach on here listening to him letting him talk and letting him take over we knew i knew he's gonna take over when he got on so <laughs> let him do it let him do it that's brent when wear the shirt on saturday morning <laughs> ship comes in first off ship, quick, get on the, get on the grabber ship hold on Ship comes in two times on a Saturday morning when I am not there. <laughs> the last Saturday, I had just left. And he's like, oh, I just missed you. Like, I was there, okay? Ugh. nobody. You own but, the place. How are you not there? Listen, I was there 4 o'clock. Nobody oh, was well, there. I can't I'm no, Rick Ross said they wasn't with me shooting in the gym. I hope they get to it. To make sure y'all uh, have what you needed, you know what I'm saying? And I need to get out. That's all. I just come over every Saturday morning and see the tailgate truck that I missed oh, out on. <laughs> That's it. It's out there just so everybody knows where the shop is, baby. That's, <laughs> That's what's up. You got to bring it up to the October 7th game. Hey, uh, now yeah. you say it, I'll bring it out. Let's yeah, do it. So. Let's do it. But good episode, you know, we signing off on here. We had a good live episode. Listen to us. Um, you know, it's recorded, so you can listen to us whenever, wherever you listen to your podcast, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Apple Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Um, we enjoy it. We hope y'all enjoy it. Um, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to know about, and we'll, we'll bring that up. So, um, Side of Storm, signing off. Let's go.